You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Welcome. I hope you're having an amazing day. You are listening to Provisions and Libations, and I'm your host, Robin Bogue, on the Mission Matters Podcast Network. Today's topic is English sandwiches, scones, and tea, and last but not least, bubbles, also known as sparkling wine. Today's guest is Victoria Weatherly. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, Robin. You're welcome. So you made an amazing lunch, and it has to do with everything English and what you've learned growing up with your childhood in England, with all of your visits and all of that. So Tell us a little bit about your egg salad sandwich, your cucumber sandwich, and your salmon sandwich, because they were delicious. Oh, thank you. So this was an actual afternoon tea that I brought in for you. And uh, what we started with was um, the cucumber sandwiches and the salmon sandwiches and the egg salad sandwich. And um, these are generally served after lunch and before dinner and is usually um, served for um, those who are looking for something as a snack item just to tide you over before dinner. Um, And that's because you were mentioning dinner is later than what we do in the United States. You eat around 7.38? Yes, Yes, that's correct. And they're usually on a white bread, white fluffy bread. And um, in England, everybody usually buys their bread daily because it's nice and fresh. And um, these sandwiches are um, crustless. So you never have your sandwiches with a crust on. So like the little kids, um, you know, here in America, they don't like crusts. We don't eat our um, tea sandwiches with the crusts on. So you notice that. Is there a reason why? Because as a kid, I was always wanting my mom to cut the crust off. And she's like, no, that's where the nutrients are. Um, It's just a tradition. We've, we've always cut the crusts off and it's just for aesthetic appearance and it's, it's just presentation. Mm-hmm. Another unique thing is that the sandwiches all had butter on them, and Ooh, I um, probably that. yeah, it's um, the cucumber sandwiches um, are more crisp, and um, where a lot of people think it's either cre- cream cheese or mayonnaise on the bread, it's actually butter—a thin smear of butter with salt and pepper and spring onions, and then the cucumber. Spring onion. Let me stop you right there. What is a spring onion? So spring onions are um, what we call here in America green onions, and it's the stalk, the green part of the um, the onion. And um, I just cut the ends off and um, rinse them, of course, and then um, just cut thin strips and put them in the sandwich. Yeah. I did not realize that's what that was. Yes. So it just adds a little bit of a um, different taste to the the sandwich. And it's very nice and refreshing with the cucumber. And no, those cucumbers are not pickled. No, they weren't because I I didn't get that. No, they they seem very fresh straight from 
Cucumberland. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so the salmon sandwich, tell me about that because I know here in America we eat tuna sandwiches. And so a salmon sandwich is like what? What is that? So tell me a little bit. So the salmon salmon sandwich, it's it's boneless salmon um out of the can. And um, I mix it with just a little bit of apple cider vinegar and mayonnaise and um, salt and pepper. And again, um, on the white bread with a thin smear of butter and then um, the uh, spring onion again, Mm -hmm. with you know, in a spear and um, with the crust cut off. And it's another refreshing way of you know putting it on the salad uh, or on the plates and the plates are tiered on the the table when we mm-hmm. um put them out for for the party to enjoy for the afternoon i noticed that the salmon was lighter in color is there a reason for that no um are usually in england they have the atlantic salmons oh. that they that they eat but our salmon here in america is more of the um the freshwater uh, mm-hmm. salmon farm salmon so it's it's whatever we get here but mm-hmm. their their salmon is more rich in mm-hmm. flavor it was so, i loved yeah. it yeah and it was super hearty that like we i had 3 tea sandwiches and, you know, we met at lunchtime. And so then we had them and I feel totally full, like totally satisfied. Yes. And when you eat your your afternoon tea, it does tide you over until the dinner time. So that's the intent. Usually in England, we eat normal lunchtime at um, the noon hour. And then um, our dinners are, it's like seven o'clock because people work later. Mm-hmm. They go to work um, later in the day and then they they um, work later into the evening. Oh. Um, Sundays are the exception because they have um, a dinner time. Uh, their Sunday dinners are usually at, say, three o'clock. They have a big Sunday roast. Mm. So Very nice. So yeah. tell me about the egg salad. So the egg salad is um, similar to what we have here. However, I I don't I don't know how Americans make their egg salad because I grew up eating egg salad with um, uh, mashed up eggs and we put vinegar and a little bit of mustard and mayonnaise in ours and no pickles in our egg salad at mm-hmm. all and then just salt and pepper. But um, unfortunately, today mine was a little bit runny. I don't know why mine came out runny, but it's um, there. It's just really a simple way of doing an egg salad. It's it's more on the bland side. the The English have a, a very bland way of of eating. I do use a little bit more pepper, and I use paprika as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to do paprika because I didn't want to do things too spicy because mm-hmm. I didn't know your palate. And spicy is good for me. Spicy is good for you. So <laughs> spicier the better. So yes. So you know, next time I know and I can I can definitely kick it up a couple notches. Mm-hmm. So um, one thing that I noticed was the egg salad was cut more in in squares rather than grated. So I think here in America, and I could be wrong. And I know in my family, we grated the eggs. And uh-huh. so um, only one other time at a local restaurant in Los Alamos, 
the next community over, I had an egg salad sandwich and it was cut in squares and not grated. And I think I want to try that. I liked it. You, It had a little bit more of a bite to it. It was not as mushy or soft. It had substance to it. So yes. I liked that. Yes. I mash my eggs up for my egg salad. Um, sometimes I do use an egg um, slicer, approach it that way. But today I mashed the eggs with um, my meat uh, masher. Um, and I found that it worked a lot easier for me. So, you know, you can go either way. It mm-hmm. just depends on how I'm preparing my um, my salad. It depends on the mood you're in. And it depends yes. on what mood I'm in. That's yeah. exactly right. So tell me about the scones with the big, like, little, the big little chunks of sugar on there. Okay. So um, traditionally speaking, you, you eat your sandwiches first, and then you have your scones, and then you um, finish the, um, the, tea with um your uh dessert which is your pastries or your um um your cookies or um, whatever you happen to have for your um your dessert um so your scones are either plain like what i served here with a little bit of caster sugar or raw sugar and um Sometimes you can put currants in there or blueberries, raisins. Um, I didn't put any of the those in today. These are just plain and with the the caster sugar, and they're just very simple um, flour and a little bit of milk and um, baking powder, and they're cut in a two inch round and about an inch thick, and very simple. You slice them in half and put some clotted cream and um, some lemon curd in there. I bought lemon curd today and some rhubarb and lemon curd and very simple but filling. It was. So I broke my cookie in half and dipped one half in the lemon and one half in the rhubarb. And I liked the lemon better, but the rhubarb, if I didn't have the lemon, I would have loved it. And yes. I did love it. But I, if you have to pick one over the other, it was the lemon. Yes. And, uh, and I do want to mention that you are going to share all of your recipes for our listeners yes, and that they will be able to find them on my website. Um. So now English tea. Tell, tell us all about English tea and what makes it English. So uh, today I brought in um, my china. Um, and Which is beautiful, by the way. It's the little English rose. It makes me think of Princess Diana. The old country rose, which is part of my mom's collection. And um, the teapot is... Um, Royal Adler. We need to talk about this teapot, which there will also be a photo or maybe even a video of this on my website. Tell the listeners about this incredible teapot. And it's not from your aunt, Diane. It's my auntie, Diane. Your auntie. Okay. So and here you go. So she gave this to me and um, it has um, Edward VIII on there and his um, wives that he beheaded because they would not give him a son and um poor miss Boleyn's on here and um all the others but uh this it's an amazing piece of history and like torture i mean that when you look at that and go oh my gosh because you didn't bear a son you lost your head yeah your life like i had no idea when you said 
did you recognize my teapot? And I said, no, I didn't tell me about it. And when you told me about it, I'm like, you can't have that. Like, that's crazy. It's a good thing. I told you the story after we poured tea, right? Yes. Yeah. So I have another auntie that um, lived over the hill from where Amberlynn actually had that um, unfortunate demise. And um, so it's beautiful hillside, but um, yeah, those unfortunate circumstances were just on the other side of the hill. Mm-hmm. So we had um, two English tea bags in um, our tea today, and I poured milk out of my granny's um, milk jug. And it wasn't bad, was it? So you no. had tea today the English way. Yes, I liked it. So it had, um, you offered sugar, but I don't do sugar in my tea. And so I had it plain with the milk. And I obviously hated it because I drank a drunk every single drop of it. So but yes, yes, it was amazing. I love it. I want to put tea or milk in my tea every day. Well, good. Yeah. I've converted you then. Yes. So you also mentioned when we were dining and having lunch, tea is best served in bone china. So like wine is um, best when it's served in fine crystal or fine um, glassware. Tea is best served in bone china and the better quality china, the best, better it is. Nice. And so another fun fact is that when you are stirring your tea with sugar in it or trying to um, get your milk um, stirred around in the cup, you um, move your spoon back and forth, being careful not to touch either side of the um, glass or make noise. Why is in that? The, because it's not proper etiquette. Oh. Yeah, you don't want to make noise in your teacup. Well, and that's like when we have soup, you're not supposed to touch the sides of the bowl. And then Correct. when you bring the spoon to your mouth, you're not supposed to slurp. No Although slurping. we all do, you're right. not supposed to because proper etiquette. Correct. Yes. Very nice. So, yes, Miss Manners here. Miss Manners. I used to teach manners. Did you know that? Yes. Okay. So did I. Yeah. Crazy. (laughs) I think we should let the listeners know that we had a giggle party before we started this. As lifelong friends, we just joking around um, ended up having the giggles and had to stop our first recording and start over. Yep. Take two. (laughs) And so you teaching manners and me teaching manners, it would be hard to believe. Luckily, I deleted that first recording. That's right. (laughs) Okay, so moving on. So obviously, we're having an English lunch with all of the items. Tell me and the listeners a little bit about your English background. And you wouldn't necessarily know, knowing you, that you were, your family's from England, but I knew your mother before she had passed away, and she definitely had the accent, and so I knew that, and then being in your house when you were younger, she definitely had, you know, it just felt very formal in English-like, so tell me a little bit about your mom, your grandma, being in England, and all the visits and tours that you've taken over there. So my mother was born and raised in a town just outside of London named Luton, and um, they're pretty much a factory town, Um, but they're well known for their airport, their international airport. Um, But she emigrated over 
to the United States in 1968 and uh, met my dad and um, that's they were married shortly thereafter. We moved over to England in 76 and so you lived in England? Yes. Oh, I did not know that. Yes, I lived in England for 2 years and went to school there and um my we came back in 78. My mom was homesick and uh couldn't stand the snow anymore and the cold, so I we came back and I after that period of time, um, I went over every other year, every two years um, since then, and um, until my dad got sick in um, uh, 2015, and um, I haven't been able to go back since. So mm-hmm. you're due for um, a visit. I am due for a visit. Yes. And my family misses me. So I'm hoping this year I'll be able to go back for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So when you go, what do you do there? Like, because I know you've gone so many times in your lifetime. What is it that you you love to do? I well, when we lived there, we lived in the West Country, and which is where Stonehenge is at, mm-hmm. um, and down where uh, the Roman baths are located, and um, so th- I, that's where I lived, and so I like to go back down there and see, um, you know, get all the the old home type feeling back and it's very slow paced down there being in the city in the London area two days of that and I'm burned out Mm -hmm. um but I like to visit the old cobblestone villages Mm -hmm. and and just kind of do all the the touristy type things I have not gone to the north and seeing where my grandmother was born in Lancashire. Mm-hmm. That's something that's on my bucket list. Uh, I, I've not been to Wales, which is where my grandfather is from. Mm-hmm. That's another place that I would like to go to. My, I have a cousin that um, lives there. She graduated from the University of Cardiff. And um, so that is another um, place that I'd like to go. And so, um, so family life, when you're there doing the afternoon teas, are they sitting there with the napkins on their lap and on the rocking chairs? Yeah. Not on the rocking chairs so much, but they are in the, um, the estate, um, hotels and, um, on the estate properties, uh, the Pride and Prejudice locations that you see, you know, the movie Pride Mm -hmm. and Prejudice. They're in those estate properties. Mm-hmm. Um, those are open to the public to where they have turned that, those places into locations where you can have afternoon teas and um, lunches. Mm-hmm. So you can have a hot lunch um, in a Sunday roast or you can have an afternoon tea like what I just I just brought in. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes you can get a four course um, tea which is amazing, mm-hmm. you know, and you can ha- be weighted on hand and foot. And sometimes those can range in the $50 per person range, mm-hmm. but they're phenomenal. That's, it's a very, is that what they trip. call high tea. That's a high tea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how fun. Yeah. 
I would love to go there and and participate in something like that. Yeah, they my family does that for a birthday or an anniversary. Okay, so that's like the more elevated experience. Yes. yes. So do they ever use alcohol in tea? Like when they do the high tea, I thought that also included adding some type of spirit. Yes. That, so like a champagne tea mm-hmm. would be something like, like that. And so um, you would have, you would start out with the tea and then the at the tail end, you would bring in the champagne and it would all be paired together with the, the, um, the food selection. So they're balancing acidity and yes. body flavor. Aromatics, very yes. nice. Yes, I had it's, no idea that they did that. And and it, they do this at Harrods and the Savoy mm-hmm. and you know the higher end hotel, the Ritz. It's phenomenal. So they, is that putting on the Ritz? Yes. yes, yes, very nice. Yes. Okay, so finally we get to end our podcast recording with this amazing bottle of Chapel Down Brut Non Vintage from. Tenderden, England. Did I say that right? Tenderden, England. How did yes. I say it earlier? Tenderden? Tenderden. And you exactly. quickly went Tenderden. Tenderden. Yes. Thank you very much for correcting me as my English isn't as good as yours. So here we are going to pop this bottle. Um, will you please give proper credit to where this bottle came from? This bottle was um, brought in from Stellar Cellars. Mark Steller, the owner, is the one that um, is sponsoring this bottle of um, sparkling wine, and he is also my employer, so um, I really appreciate this. Ah, thank It you smells amazing. This is also um, the uh, sparkling wine that was served at Prince Harry's and um, Meghan Markle's uh, wedding. Oh, yes. Wow. That was a nice surprise. Yes. So cheers. Cheers. Oh my goodness. That is amazing. amazing? Yeah. So what flavors are you getting from that? Apple, red apple. Yeah. I get that too. Yep. Very much. So that I'm getting something else. So berries, a little bit of berries, like blueberry, the pulp of a blueberry, but I'm getting a lot of citrus. There's like a lemon citrus. Um, lime, maybe? Yeah, I do. I get it's like a lemon lime, or maybe it's like lemon curd. That was from earlier today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this would be a perfect complement yeah. to your scones with lemon curd. Actually, this pairs very well with the salmon. Oh, I could see that. Especially because it had that little bit of pepperiness to mm-hmm. it. The pepper pepperiness would really go well with this. Yes. Yeah. Great with seafood. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Mm-hmm. I did and alone sitting here in the yes. office. Like that it's a beautiful wine. So. It is spectacular. Yes. I agree. So this um there's a rose that is phenomenal. It's a, a rose of Pinot Noir. And then there is a um this is the brute, and then there is another bottle that we have. Yeah, so there's three different bridles. I love it that I um, want to go into Stellar Cellars and be able to purchase one of each and just sit there and just open them all and taste them and share them with anybody who's around. Yes, so I want to hit cheers. Thank cheers. you very much for coming in today. I learned a lot. 
We laughed a lot, and I hope that we entertained people. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow Provisions and Libations wherever you listen to podcasts. I will be back next week with an all-new episode. I'm your host, Robin Bogue. You can learn about me on my website, eatdrinkandbemerry.online, or my LinkedIn profile, Robin Bogue. I look forward to entertaining you, informing you, and enlightening you with the perfect accommodations for connoisseurs of provisions and libations with an Epicurean flair. But first, let's eat and drink. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.